listen to what I say. This is getting clearer as I penetrate your mind. Just take hold of my balls, but baby, don't squeeze them too tight. Look into my, look into my, look into my crystal balls. Look into my, look into my, look into my crystal balls. Look deep inside. Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. We began the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show with the moving sidewalks, and I want to hold your hand. Now, interested listeners might be interested in knowing, if you are interested in these things, a couple weeks ago I began the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show with the Chesterfield Kings covering the Moving Sidewalks 99th floor. And now here we have the original Moving Sidewalks featuring Billy Gibbons doing I Wanna Hold Your Hand. The Moving Sidewalks, Billy Gibbons. And also on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show a bit later, Weird Al. But joining us right now, we have some live guests who actually were just represented by some music that displayed. So I guess, first off, who are you? 
We're the three tards, Nardwar. Uh, this is John Tard. Uh, hello, John Tard. I think I have the wrong mic on. Can you close turn close to the mic? We're the three tards. Okay, hold this on, Mike. Tard. Mike is not. Has this happened before? This happens every the, time the, we ever do anything. Uh, okay, is that? No, this should be on, shouldn't it? The mic is that. Are we cool? Uh, maybe not. No. Okay, try now. Are we cool? Oh, yeah, yes, we're we, cool. We are rocking. Yeah. Uh, this is John Tard. We're the three Tards from Toronto. Uh, the whole band's here. Uh, we're huge fans of you, and we love you more than a friend, my friend. Well, thank you for the DVDs, and thank you for the kind words. And John Tard, please tell me who is in. The who? three tards. And what did we just hear before the moving sidewalks? Okay, we just heard a song called Crystal Balls off our second album, which is a song that uh, basically you get your fortune read by having somebody go down between your legs. And um, in the band, I'm John Tard. I'm the singer. I got uh, Keith Tard here. He's our drummer. Fox Tard's also here. He's our bass player. And we got our guitarist, Le Tard. We're all here. Welcome to the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show, Three Tards. Why, thank you, Nardwar. From Toronto, Ontario, or Burlington, Ontario? Where oh, are you from? We're from Toronto. Toronto. Newmarket, Ontario, but where particularly in Toronto? Well, Toronto, actually, Toronto? Okay, well, you know, to tell you the truth, I'm actually in Hamilton, which is north of Hamilton in the country, and we got, uh, we got a Mississauga boy. I'm, a, from, I'm from Toronto. We got a, a, Toronto, uh, a Toronto boy and another Mississauga boy. I knew there was some little variation there, and yeah. also we forgot to mention the reason we're all here today... Mr. Plow. Mr. Plow yeah, we is love also this guy. in the studio here today, sharing studio time with Weird Al. Thank you for sharing time with Weird Al. Yeah. Weird Al, a bit later on in our Human Service Radio Show. And actually, if you could swing it over to Mr. Plow for a moment here. Mr. Plow. Yes. The three tards, they're playing tonight with yourself at the Cobalt. You've made all this happen. I'm excited. Now, you saw Weird Al, too. What was that like? I was excited for that as well. That Weird, was, Weird Al was amazing. That was like the 50 bucks show. 50 bucks for two hours and 20 minutes and eight costume changes. It was pretty rad. Now, how does that differ from what people are going to see tonight? John uh, Tard? John Tard will do maybe one costume change. And it won't be that exotic. Yeah. But there and, will be one costume now, well, which is very and, exciting. Well, I, I don't want Minimum. To, I don't give it away <laughs> but uh there will be costume changes and maybe some sparklers and how much is it at the door to, to uh, it's 10 bones there's actually six acts in total all together tonight there's also the fight united uh lesbian fist magnet rock pile uh system, system shit, shit myself and the three tards what can you tell me about the other bands they have interesting names they uh well lesbian fist magnet is from victoria they're actually playing our vancouver show and our victoria show at logan's pub tomorrow night and uh, the other three bands are all local. Actually, System Shit used to actually be from the East Coast, and, and they migrated out to Vancouver. So it's and they played with the Three Tards in the East Coast about a uh, what a year ago. Yeah, one year ago. Yeah, Halifax. So. And now you're here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, John Tard. Yes, we're very excited about it. It's our first time out west, and uh, you know what? We can't be happier to be here. It's a beautiful place to be, and it's long overdue, and it's a beautiful uh, city's awesome, and uh, we're happy to be here. Now, I asked you about Mr. Plow, but I want to ask you further about Mr. Plow, because Mr. Plow is while we're here today. What attracted you to Mr. Plow? Like, what happened? Because you did not meet over email or nothing, did okay, you? Well, this was like actual meeting. Well, you know, it's funny. What attracted me originally was... He has an incredible ass that won't quit. And um, I saw it, and I fell in love with it. And you and, love uh, asses, don't you? I love asses. There are quite a few asses on Especially websites. Especially a, a beard, bearded man asses. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, uh, he, we played a show in Toronto, I think it was 2003 or four, with uh, the Dayglo Abortions. And he was touring with Dayglo that year. 
Wasn't it that year? That was the year prior. Well, whatever it was. We I met him at a show in player. Toronto, and I was like, we were blown away by his uh, stage presence, his sense of humor, and his ass. And, um, and then we, got to, we said, you know what, next time you come to Toronto, we've got to play, start playing shows with you. And we've played so many shows with him. For him being out here, he's, every time he comes to Toronto, we try and put some, like a mini tour together. Or... But what attracted you to Mr. Plow? Rest of the three tarts, what attracted you guys to Mr. Plow? Like, how did you know Mr. Plow was A-OK? I guess I'm wondering hints. Like, you walk into a club, you're in a band, and you meet the other bands. How do you present yourself in a manner in which the other bands will love you? I, I, I really do have a thing for bearded men. It's true. <laughs> I, I, that, I, I wish I had a better, more you know, intelligent answer for you, but that's really Actually, you know what? I think the real answer is that he was just nice enough to talk to us. Yeah. And <laughs> many worse. Many worse. Have you had some trouble with other bands that you've played with? Actually, you know what? We, we have. You know, we've had some... See, what we have in Toronto is we have... Um, I guess you have it anywhere, but uh, I can only only know what to speak of Toronto. But you have it kind of scenes are all broken up into different little neighborhoods. Do you know what I mean? Like we play a punk that's like humorous and it's aggressive and it's fun, but then we get a lot of the bands that are more that take Parkdale, things, right? Well, yeah, we get a lot more bands that take things a lot more seriously than we do, and they hold that against us that we're not political punks with messages and statements. You mean you don't hang out at that store, Who's Emma? Uh, Who's Emma's actually gone now. Oh, sorry, but that was a cool store. It was all right. They had some good records there. It was an anarchist store. Would they stock one of your records there? Probably not. Is that the kind of problem you were talking about there, John Tard? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, Well, that's part of it, but we had a few bands in the city of Toronto that actually kind of confronted us where they had major issues with us, and as a matter of fact... What, like Billy Talent? No, well, actually, well, Billy Talent, we had a bit of a run-in, too. didn't Fucked Up, they had a feud with Billy Talent. It was like, well, Fucked that, Up Yeah, well, that, that was Billy totally Talent. created. We're going to start a feud with Fucked Up, so it's going to be all evened out soon enough. But <laughs> anyways, uh, well, we actually had a feud in the Toronto area with another band, and it was where they were talking a lot of shit online and stuff like that. And we usually we don't let that stuff get to us, but one time I just challenged the entire band to fight. They all backed down, and we said, you know what, this feud is officially over. <laughs> In what way did you challenge them to a fight? Was by email? Or? No, no. I walked right up to the whole band and I said, you know what? You guys are talking a lot of shit. We don't want any problems with anybody. I've decided I want to fight your whole band right now. <laughs> they looked at me. They turned around and walked away. What did you look like? I looked exactly like I look today. And could you describe Mr. John Tard, rest of the Tards? Again, who are you? Oh, this is, this is Fox Tard. Fox Tard. Could you describe your band? John Tard is, John Tard is large. And bald with a very long beard. How long is it? Long. long. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about my John beard, Tard right? John looked like when he challenged that, the other band? That is, I believe, what John Tard looked like when he came out of the womb. Yeah, it may be, it may be. Because no. when I look at your beard, it reminds me of local Vancouver band Cumsock. No, Mr. Plow, what can you tell me about Cumsock, and what can you tell John Tart about Cumsock and the Cumsock beard? I believe uh, Cumsock is probably the Vancouver equivalent to the Three Tards, Uh, but I believe they don't really play shows anymore. And the other thing is Jesse shaved the beard off. Cumsock no longer has a beard. No, but the can beard he is vomit? Gone. He does the projectile he still, vomit. He can still vomit on command. But... It's an amazing vomit. Have you ever done a projectile vomit? Have you seen bands do okay, projectile vomit? Okay, I got the projectile I got vomit. the best vomit story ever. It's a Dayglo abortion but story. But is it a project? Well, actually, before you a get five in... footer. But could you before you get into that, Mr. Plow, yes. Cumsock can projectile vomit, can't they? The lead singer of Cumsock not only can he give hardcore wedgies to his guitar player while playing, he can projectile vomit all over the crowd while singing. And what's great is he projectile vomits on the crowd, and the crowd gets the vomit, and then the crowd oh, pukes. And then the crowd pukes. And, and, then, and then Thor comes out. 
Yeah. Because that's what, it was Thor's big comeback gig, and it was puke all over the stage. There was puke everywhere. And it was like, Thor, no, don't pick up that sword. Don't and pick he, it up. It he, was, he almost slipped a but few it was times, amazing. too. But the puke did happen. The cum sock puke did happen. Um, After it was a drinking contest, wasn't every, it? Every, every, I believe every cum sock show, there was uh, puke. It was Wendy, the free beer thing at the Cobalt, wasn't uh, it? There's no such thing as free beer, Nardway. Okay. Back to Mr. John Tard, the projectile vomit. Okay, best projectile vomit story ever. It was last year in Toronto, getting back to Dayglo abortions again. Jimbo, the singer of the Dayglos, hits the stage. The Dayglos absolutely destroyed right off the bat. I look at Jimbo on stage, and being a singer, I look at other sing- singers perform, and I'm watching him, and I'm saying, he doesn't look well, and he's kind of heaving, heaving back and forth on stage. And I'm like, I looked at the guy I was with. I said, he's going to barf right now. And sure enough, Jimbo just, instead of turning around and trying to hide it, he just took took a step back and let the whole crowd watch as he did this five-foot puke onto the stage. And then immediately when the song ended, he looked at the crowd and he said, you make me sick. <laughs> and I thought that was the, one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. And that was the Day Glows Three Tards... No, we didn't play that one, actually. We were playing a show right around that time. We didn't want to step on it. But you've played with the Dayglows and Bunch of Fucking Goofs. Well, actually, you know, it's funny you mention that because our guitarist, Lutard, is from Bunch of Fucking Goofs. Well, welcome to the Nerd Radio Soviet Radio Show, Lutard. How are you? Sorry for ignoring you completely until you mentioned the keyword, Bunch of Fucking Goofs. It's funny that you guys are so associated with Dayglows and Bunch of Fucking Goofs because somebody asked me the other day who would win a fight, the Dayglow abortions or Bunch of Fucking Goofs, like if they fought each other. (laughs) I thought thought that there would be no fight because they love each other. What is the relations, Letard, between Dayglows and Bunch of Fucking Goofs? And what generation Bunch of Fucking Goofs are you? And when did Bunch of Fucking Goofs start to make an impact on you? They actually um, started the band at most of the same time. I was probably the Globe Oceans, probably like two years younger than than the Bunch of Fucking Goofs. Uh, I think the Globe Oceans started in 1980 or 81, and the Bunch of Fucking Goofs started in 1983. Okay. So it ha- and they have like a lot of uh, they've been playing together for like I don't know since the eighties. When did you join Bunch of Fucking Goose, Latari? Actually, nineteen ninety-seven. So was and that what I version was that? Years. How many people have been in the band? Quite a few, oh, right? You played eight years. Like, eight years. Yeah, eight, like, eight, aren't eight, there some years. bunch of fucking goofs that live? Isn't there a guy from one of the goofs that lives in Victoria? Uh, Merrick. Oh, actually, uh, Merrick um, used to uh, to live. He's back actually in Toronto, but he used to live in Victoria, and also uh, Mike Jack. I used to play in a bunch of fucking goofs, uh, which is from the uh, the, the Globe Ocean. So, and uh, so who would win a fight? The Globe Ocean's versus the bunch <laughs> of fucking yeah. goofs with the fr- three tards moderating? Because there was a gig like this, wasn't there? I a would John love Tard? to referee that. Was fight. there not a gig with a bunch of fucking goofs and Dayglos and three tards? They play. Yes, yeah. we have. Yes, we played twice like that. That's incredible. That yeah. is an incredible yeah. gig. That's, that's that a Toronto. That is a huge Toronto punk show. When the, those three bands on the same bill is is. Incredible. It, so, yeah. what was that like? What was that night like? Were the were the Dayglos fans friends with bunch? Well, of Dayglos fans? would headline that show in Toronto. BFG would be right before them, and we'd be before BFG. Are there any original members in BFG? Steve Goof is he yeah, still, still the there? He's the lead. Is he yeah. still the only original member of the band? Yeah. Yes. But Actually, he's the uh, singer, though. Right. Yes. Right. Well, I'm actually the only original member now in the Three Tards. Oh, what, do you have a Mike Tard in the band at one time? Oh, we had Mike Tard. And uh, you had he, some Vancouver connections, didn't he? He was from Vancouver. Douglas and, College or something? Because there was quite a few like references to Vancouver and yeah, Three Tardishness. Yeah. No, yeah, well, he, he was in Vancouver. He went to school here. And uh, he left the band last year. Last year? Yeah. No, year. Yeah, about a year and a half ago. And Lutard replaced him. And now we have Keith Tard here, who's our new drummer, and he's from a band from Toronto called The Antics, which are a very popular punk band in Toronto. So it's kind of like a... Have you offered to fight them at all? 
The antics? Yeah. Oh, I would totally kick the shit out of them. <laughs> what was the band that you were challenging? What was the band that you were challenging? Oh, you know what? I don't even want to go there, man. As much as I love you, I don't want to open that door again. Because you know what? They're all bigger and fatter now. They might actually win the fight. <laughs> Boom. And we're speaking here to the three tards. Live on Nardwater Human Serviette radio show version today for September the 28th, 2007. And tonight at the Cobalt. The three tards are making their Vancouver debut. Is That's it? right. Have you been yeah. to Vancouver before? At all yes, the actually, uh, twice with a bunch of fucking goose. And how were the gigs in Vancouver? And who did you play uh, with? And where did you play? Actually, one. Uh, actually, we had lining at the uh, what, Brickyard Cole? once, and once at the uh, Cobalt, and also we have played with the, the Globe Ocean here. How and, uh, how were the gigs? How did you really enjoy good. it? Really good. It was like uh, the first year I came down here was a sold out concert. And uh, there was still like about like 40 people waiting outside for, to be able to get in the show. And um, the second time we came back, uh, there was maybe a little bit less, but I think we played during the week. That was a weekday, so. But that was really good. Like, I How really, did you end up in the three tards, Letard? Uh, actually, I quit the band, a uh, bunch of fucking goose. And, uh, Why did you quit? Oh, I couldn't take. You know, keep it up? The prince, yes, exactly. exactly. And what sort of work is it being in Bunch of Fucking Goofs, do you think, John Tard? Never having been in Bunch of Fucking Goofs, what, how hard work is it being in Bunch of Fucking Goofs? I would say that in Toronto, they're, 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 they have legendary status. Yeah. They really do. And um, I think it comes down to, uh, at the point in, in Lutard's life, he, was, uh, he, had a, he wanted to make a decision and try something a bit different. You know, he yes. wanted, he's very, it's very important for him to write music. Yeah. What is the difference between bunch of fucking goofs and the three tards? Well, the three tards are. Uh, what you know, would you I say, Lutard? So we'll, so we'll go a little bit more like forward, I would say, because uh, when I was playing in a bunch of fucking goofs, I mean, we were, st- we were stuck with like writing the same CD that the song, which I wasn't like really in, like, I didn't write some of the song in there. And I wanted to write some, you know, a lot, a lot of songs. I had, like, a lot, like... What lyrics did you contribute to the new Three Tards release? Actually, it's not yet on the CD, but we're going to have uh, two songs tonight. Uh, we're going to play the uh, Cobalt yeah. that we uh, we have, like, made. And we have also some that will come up for the new CD. We have, actually, two more songs, I think, yeah. that would... Uh, Lil hasn't actually written anything on either of our yeah, first yeah. two albums, but he does have four songs in his belt now. What's your new song called? Uh, I Wanna. Yeah, he's got I Wanna, which is a classic. And then he's got uh, Man's Man Baby, Halfway to Hell, and we got another one. We're at four now. I saw yes. a video of Man's Man's Baby. I saw yes, it. That's, that would be Fox me. Tart, was that on the internet? Yes, it was on our internet. <laughs> it was on the internet. And it looked like there was like an all-girl ma- mosh pit happening at that uh, hey, time. Hey, you know what? I got to speak on that. Does that nobody, happen at gigs? Nobody in the history, and I don't care who you are, Panic in the history the of punk Panic rock the disco. in Toronto draws as many girls as we do. I was We're not even attractive guys. I don't know how. What? Fox Tart, could you explain <laughs> what was going on there? It was, a, it was an all-girl mosh pit. Tons to of me, girls. T- to be honest with you, we have never been able to explain why. No idea. Somehow, our lyrics are the most vulgar at times, <laughs> offensive. They love it. They love it. If you look at any video on, and there are a lot of them out there, if you look at any video of a three-tard show Tons and you look girls. at the front row, it is always, and they're not always They're girls. not sisters. No. They're no. not paid to be there or anything like no, that. No, I... <laughs> They're paid to be there. No, you know what? It's just like, I it don't know amazing. what it is. It was an all-girl mosh pit. Like it always is. It we always played, is. Was it last weekend we played in Toronto for, to support this tour? And we had, uh, I don't know, 300 people. 
Uh, am I am I exaggerating? Was there two hundred girls? Two hundred girls out of three hundred people, easily. You could go to a metal show and see one girl out of two hundred people. But you go to a three-tar. It's show. unreal. I don't know how I don't know how to explain. Who would it. be second in the girl accumulation in Toronto? Well, then it would probably be a whole different music. It cannot yeah. be punk rock. It can't be. It's for punk for <laughs> punk rock, we draw <laughs> tons of girls. And this, this, keep it on, this is a lesson for any guys in, in Vancouver who are listening who are thinking about coming to the show tonight. We don't know if we have that effect here. <laughs> well, we'll find out. But you may want to find out too. And that's tonight. At the Cobalt, again, Mr. Plow, who is playing tonight at the Cobalt, get the full rundown. And we're speaking here live to three tards and Mr. Plow playing tonight at the Cobalt. A bit later on an Artwork Human Service Radio Show, Weird Al Yankovic, Mr. Plow. Yes, sir. Who's playing tonight again? The Fight the- United Rock Pile, Lesbian Fist Magnet, myself, the three tards, and System Shit. With D Rock. D Rock. D Rock. Fox Card, how did you. Fox Card. Fox Card. Fox Card. How did you end up in the Band. Well, I, I joined, uh, it's been geez, over four years. It's just my four-year anniversary in the band. I joined before uh, the albums were recorded. Uh, they, they had gone through a couple of bass players prior to me, and, and I had actually seen the Three Tars play a couple of times in Toronto, and being, the, I mean, they were great. They're a great live band. The, the, the music was great. They were fun had to see. Had you been in bands yourself? Many, many, many. Any ones we might have records of here? At uh, I, probably not. I've played in a lot of, I mean, I, you may have a shitload of fuck all record sitting yeah, here somewhere. Yeah, we used to play in a band together actually a long time ago called Shitloads of Fuck All in Toronto. And then I've also played in a lot of not-so-good punk rock bands. <laughs> a lot, Including the Three Tards. Yeah, well, especially the Three Tards. But, no, but, uh, yeah, I've played in a lot of And how did you bands. find out that the Tards were looking for some guitar? Uh, it was just, you know what, a friend of a friend, uh, a friend, a good friend of mine was friends with the, with, with the former drummer of the Three Tards, and he called me up, and he knew how much I liked the band, and he said, hey, they're looking for a bass player. Do you want to try out? And I went in, and I, and I auditioned, and the only other person auditioning was the brother-in-law of another former member of the band, and I, apparently I beat out family, so I must have done something right yeah no we had a band vote yeah. it's like do we want to bring family into this or keep it business so we went with- and john tart beside you you have the gentleman that replaced your drummer who was in the band sacrifice yes our drummer from right from the actually from not from the get-go but from our second show uh was a drummer from sacrifice and he just left uh, a couple months ago uh, this sounds amazing sacrifice i tried to find some information on sacrifice didn't find out too much about them, but what is the background on Sacrifice? Well, I would say, you know, arguably they're probably one of the best thrash bands Canada's ever produced. Honestly, with Voivod and Razor, they're right there. And uh, we're talking about the mid-80s. Gus is a phenomenal drummer and a phenomenal friend, still to this day. But um, we reached a point where this tour, it was an issue where he wouldn't be able to come. So we had a long discussion, and he's got three children, and there's a lot of, you know, we're all getting older, right? And he said, you know what, I don't think it's going to work out. So what I did, or what we did, was we made a decision that we needed to get a new drummer, and so what we did was we got the guitarist from the Antics to play drums for us. So only the three tards would hire a guitarist to play drums for them. <laughs> That's a three-tarded way. And it's Keith Tard, and he's right here. Keith Tard. Keith Tard. Mr. Keith Tard, how did you end up in the band? <laughs> well, the Antics, I played guitar, and we played with them... How many shows? 25? No, I, we played more, over 30. May, may, close, closer to 40 shows we've played with the three Tards opening up for them every time because <laughs> that's how it goes when John Tard's there because he's the king, you know? <laughs> how would you describe the three Tards, having seen them lost? People might be listening to this interview wondering, who are the three Tards? What do they sound like? We will play a song this shortly, but how did you describe to your friends, I'm joining the three Tards? Like, how do you describe the three Tards? What mindset did you go in there? Well, it was kind of hard to break the news to my friends that I sunk to that level. They didn't like it. 
But they're supportive friends I have. The three tards are great. They're all the great guys. They always put on good shows. Except, you know, sometimes Fox. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and what about the antics? What were the antics like? Or Drunk. are they still going? To- <laughs> no, well, it's Drunk funny Drunk. how it happened. Uh, we broke up about, I don't know, three months ago because just problems in the band. Ongoing problems. And, uh... I guess it was a couple weeks later, Gus decided to leave the band, and John called me because he's loved me since day one. So he's kind of like my dad. Not many knew that he could play drums as well as he does because he played guitar in the antics, and that's really where most people knew him from. So I knew he could play drums, and actually he was the only person I called, and it was a done deal. And let's hear a little bit more of the three tards I think we have queued up here. We're going to be hearing, I think, are we going to be hearing balls? Or what are we going to be hearing on this particular one here? <laughs> no, that we have. The, the greatest, we've got the greatest hits. Okay, so that's, what, 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 what do we, we want to hear here on the greatest hits? Uh, uh, track two. Now, what is the background on this particular release? That's a, mar- that's a pro-marijuana song called Hooked on Hydroponics. And you had no problem writing that song. No, you know what? I think marijuana should be legalized. It's ridiculous. And it's, you know, hearing it from me isn't good because I don't smoke marijuana and I never will. But, and in the band, we actually have no one that actually smokes marijuana anymore. So we have a song pro-marijuana, but none of us smoke it, but we support it 100%. Now, do you have no problem putting that on a CD? Because you are mentioning you had some problems with naming your most recent CD, because you're part of the Universal Vivaldi conglomerate? That would be us. Uh, we, are, we are big boys now in a sea of small boys, the way I like to look at it. But yes, um, original, the second album was called uh, Sodomy Road. And the, uh, it went to press, and they said, whoa, we can't have an album with the word sodomy in it. So last minute, like, within a few hours of them pressing it, we had to change it to crystal balls. Changed everything, the whole dynamics of the album. And after your particular track, Hooked on Hydrophonics, <coughs> we're going to be hearing something from Mr. Plow, brand new. From Mr. Plow, what are we hearing from you, brand new, Mr. Plow? Uh, this is a brand new song that took ten months to record. Called Hand Jobs for the Homeless. And you will be debuting it as well tonight, it's, right? Or you've been playing it for 10 months at the Cobalt. No, right? actually, I've never played it live, and this is the first time it's ever going to be played outside the recording studio, and I want to give it to you, Nardwar. The Three Tards! <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> 
Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and an Artwater Human Soviet Radio Show. And who do we still, still, still have live on the air? Who, who do we have on the air? Please introduce it's yourself. It's the three tards. I'm John Tard. We got Keith Tard, Fox Tard, and Lutard. We're all here. And, and Mr. Plow. Plow. And Plow Tard and Mr. Plow. We just heard brand new from Mr. Plow. Yeah, that song goes out to Kevin DeBro of Quiet Riot. It's called Hand Jobs for the Homeless. It's all about giving. Uh, 
homeless people like jobs that they can use their hands and you know give them a warehouse job because he still lives in his mom's basement so uh, I figure he needs a good job and that right? will be played tonight when the three tar- I highly doubt that song hit the stage tonight. at the cobalt and uh, Mr. John Tart could you just pull the mic over for a second I think just turn it just slightly so we got your full strong voice there do you have any um, voice preparations that you do before you play it all because you do so many shows right no but I do I do I do have a special dance that I do in my underwear <laughs> that uh, I do every, before every show actually we taped it today because it was important for, for me to make sure that you saw it um <coughs> I'm sure the radio audience is going to love yeah, watching this. It's important that you see it at least. How Where high can John Tard take it? How high? Like, I can, you know I, what? I can, I can do the King Diamond. No problem. Could you do it now? Just maybe? I mean, if yeah, we don't yeah. want to ruin you. Because we don't want to. Because I know some bands will not do interviews on the day of their show. Nah. Because if you do an interview on the day of the show, you blow the voice. Like the Flaming Lips will not do an interview the day of their show. Will not do an interview the day of the show. And we actually have a caller here. Caller, are you th- Hello, caller, are you there? I am there, Nardwarch, Jay. Hey, how are you doing? Jump- yeah, I heard Mr. Plow is there and uh, saying, giving his uh, regards to uh, Mr. Dubrow. Oh. oh, yes, Jay, you were there at that very moment. You you were in the background, weren't you? I, I don't want to reveal too much there. Oh, oh okay. Okay, well, sorry. No, he wasn't there. A guy that looked like him was there. Yes, yeah, a guy. That, that was quite an incident, wasn't it, Mr. It was very, very, uh, very exciting and but thank you for phoning in, caller. But I will say, caller, Mr. Plow did represent quite well. Remember, he was there in a full, like, Jason hockey mask. He was working as bodyguard, wasn't he? Yes, I know. And I'm glad he didn't step in because I think those guys look pretty, uh, they were roadworthy. They kind of surrounded us. Didn't they? Oh, so they, 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 they surrounded me, didn't they? Kind there of. was a circle around you. And a it, circle of long hair. And they, and they said we were trespassing at this club until we handed over the tape, right? We were trespassing, but they wouldn't let us leave. And that's right. why we were trespassing. Yeah, it was very, uh, very scary. And then it happened a few years later with, actually, believe it or not, uh, Tom Green. But that's another story. But, well, no, thank, you, thank you for uh, phoning in there, caller. And uh, anything else you want to add at all to the people oh, out there? Oh, long-time listener. Well, thank you. Not a first-time caller. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And do do the loot do and you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, <laughs> Columbia, Canada. And if you have any questions for the three, t- yes, is he right there, three tarts? That is what you call, that is, we, we, we're, this is what you call clearing the phone lines. This is right now. Like, that, that's what they call, in the, you know, in the radio term, you know, only we have con- contests and stuff like, what, does, how do we get, re- okay, oh, I can't even, where, uh, where's the, the, uh, that's what they do like you know all the phone lines are jammed right and then you go like this we clear the lines the lines are clear the lines are clear that's what they do on radio the lines are clear right there so like we've now opened the phone lines officially we've opened them officially 604-822-247 UBCCHR thank you for phoning in caller again we're speaking here to the three tars a bit later in our Human Soviet Radio Show an interview with Weird Al but I interrupted you John Tard you were just getting to something really important Oh, yeah. Well, I have a video I want you to watch. I know it's not very good for radio, but it's important for me for you to see this, to know that you see this. This is the dance that I do for preparation for every show that we play. Maybe you could comment on what I'm watching. I'm just kind of shaking my stuff. <laughs> I mean, something was lifted in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm cool. I'm cool. What's... I've just got my underwear on, and I'm doing some pelvic dancing. What type of underwear is that? That's like boxer shorts or something. It almost looks like a skirt. Yeah. There's something like... going on there, though. It looks like a skirt. That's very impressive. Thanks. Now, what would be the vocalization of that because you said you could possibly give us some again for people that are wondering see if I can do any merciful fate for you 
That's merciful fate. I try. Can you do any other genres at all? Oh, yeah, the rest is just screaming punk rock style. Do you have any songs that actually do that little scream like? You know that? what? I try to sing more. I do have. We do have some songs on the album where I try and do a little bit of singing. Not like that high. But okay, um, gave yeah, gave you metal a little bit. We have that in there. But the next album, I'm going to try and do as much singing as possible. Now, are you guys teasing your fans at all? Teasing? Yeah. Do you ever tease your fans? Fox Tard? Sexually? Teasing? Yeah. Yeah. What exactly? What, what do you mean by teasing? Well, teasing your fans that you're playing like, the like, Rifleman's like... Pub in Yukon. Yeah. Oh, I, I, okay. Uh, you're teasing your fans. There is no Rifleman's <laughs> Pub in Yukon. There is a Rifleman's Pub in England, so maybe it was a typo, and you're going to England and no, not the Yukon. Nardor, outside of the Yukon, you might be the only person in the world who knows that there hey, is no Rifleman's Pub. Hey, he looked into it. He looked into it. There is a Rifleman's Pub in England, but you're teasing your fans. You're teasing your fans. Now, when fans come to a Three Tards gig, or when people arrive at a Three Tards gig, sometimes you're out there cooking meat. Meat? Oh. Philly Mignon. Oh, oh Montreal. Yeah, yeah, you know what? We played a show in Montreal, and uh, my cousin owns a restaurant in Toronto, and he gave us a cooler full of filet mignon. So we're playing this hardcore punk rock show in Montreal, and we had our Whereabouts? tour event. Um, and with, with the Cafe Chaos. Cafe Chaos, with a whole, but it was like a it big a festival crusty, of crusty, really crusty grindcore bands. Yeah. We totally didn't fit in, and I was dressed in full uh, nun habit. I was naked. And he played totally naked at that show. But anyways, we had our tour van parked behind the club, and there's all these vans full of punk bands from all over Quebec, and they're all, like, having hot dogs and eating bread with soya in them, and, like, there's, like, very little money. And there's us with a barbecue with filet mignon, like, crazy <laughs> filet In the back mignon. alley. You should have seen the looks they were giving us, man. It was interesting because there's neat pictures of this stuff. Like, that's yeah. proof. Like, like I'm kind of joking with you kind of about, you know, playing, you know, White Horse, playing Yukon Rifleman's Pub. You know, you're teasing the fans, but you're not teasing the fans with that tidbit, are you? No. That's true. You have pictures. You actually have proof. I will swear. There is proof. There's nobody. There's not a punk band in, in Canada, with the exception of maybe some of the giant bands that eat as well as the Three Tards. As a, as a matter of fact, before we even put this tour together, we sat down and said, "We got to put a tour together out west. We got to do this. We got to do that." And I asked each individual member, "What are your issues?" Lutard looked at me, and he's 275 pounds. He looked at me and he said, "I just want to eat good." <laughs> he was in. What did each individual member want on his picture? Like, Everybody what, was cool except like, for the hard. What are you hoping to get out of this tour? Poutine. What are you, what are, what are your goals for this tour? Poutine. Find a place where they sell poutine. <laughs> and Foxtard, what about yourself? What are you hoping? What are your goals? What, how will you know this is a successful tour? Like, what are you looking for food-wise? Food, oh, food-wise. Food-wise and <laughs> otherwise. Well, otherwise, if I come home alive, then I think it's a pretty good tour. As far as food, uh, you know what? I, whatever he's eating, I'm fine with. And who's he? He being Littard. Uh, on CITR, FM 102. And what about you, Keith? Keith Tard, what are you looking for? What are your goals? Well, my goals. And how did you eat in the antics? Uh, terribly, actually. <laughs> <laughs> terribly. Yeah, you know how it is. Yeah. But anyways, my goals here, I just want to eat some good food, you know, some good, like, McDonald's and A&W. We don't have that kind of stuff in Toronto. Right. And what about so. you, John Tard? What are you hoping for? I just want to eat well. Um... Bit closer to the mic there, please. Well, you know what? We came in last night, and we were like, we want to get a nice big meal into us. And I says, bring us to a giant hamburger joint. And Plow brought us to a restaurant. What was it called, Plow? Fets. Fets on uh, some commercial. commercial. And what a great hamburger. We sat there, we ate these hamburgers, and they were like, and that was the best hamburger I've ever yeah. had in my life. Fats, please send your check to the three stars. <laughs> <laughs> and you really do yourself like, you had moose steaks too, I see. You had well, moose we, oh, yeah. steaks. We, we played in Newfoundland, and everybody in Newfoundland 
they're so nice to us. Like they were begging us to stay in their homes. And when we left, this, this family came over and they said, "Listen, we have." How some... desperate were they? Uh, I don't know, but had uh... there been any other bands that had played there of the punk variety? Like well... they said, this is the first gig since. Was there anybody that had been there? No, not that I know of. But they <laughs> wanted us to stay in their homes. And when we were leaving, they gave us a cooler and said, "Listen, take this on your journey with you." And we're like, "Well, what's in this cooler?" And it was like. I don't know, maybe 50 pounds of moose steak, moose burgers, moose sausage, and it was all in dry ice. And we did another week and a half of touring, eating nothing but moose. And then I like the way how, like, you cooked it in another part of the country. You cooked it in Prince Edward Island. You got well, the we moose ate it Newfoundland. all the way through to New Brunswick. We were still eating it. We, we, we ended up in New Brunswick. We were the playing P. a club P. there. P. No, PEI we ate it too, but um, in New Brunswick was when it was starting to get, well, we got to start eating this stuff because it's going to go bad, right? And it was in the van for a week or whatever. We kept putting new dry ice but we went to this one place and we were staying in this home where we were playing and we barbecued all this stay uh moose and the the promoter comes up and he says man i don't know what's going on with these three tart guys man but i'm convinced that they hit that moose because <laughs> that's all they're eating <laughs> is that the reaction you got from a lot of the club owners like did anyone want any of the moose like no the, nobody the... wanted nothing to do with moose nobody except us and it's good oh well the, one club in prince Ed- oh sorry one club in prince edward island actually cooked the moose for us which was very nice of oh and in the kitchen in not the on kitchen. a barbecue it was yeah. delicious and they, were, they were a restaurant and they were fine with here here's our moose steaks pei we're show the tour so how important <laughs> is the cooking part of it like are you just does it need to be cooked properly oh you know what, like, I, like what yeah like, like, like i mean because one thing you have this food how who's the shit like who kind of makes sure that it's done properly our, ro- our roadie our roadie he's we call him barbecue roadie um we bring him with us and he takes care of all our cooking and uh carrying gear uh, where did you learn to do that mr roadie uh, you're not filming yourself. I know you're no. filming, but you're not filming yourself. No, I is Rhodey bashful like that? Yeah, he likes to film down on his shoes. His name is Lodi, not. We Rhodey. call him Rhodey and Lodi because he he loads it in, he, and lo- loads, he loads it, it out. out, and then when we get back to the hotel, we load it in him. <laughs> Baboo man, you are the three darts playing tonight at the Cobalt. A bit later, Weird Al and Art of Human Serviette Radio Show. Did you guys really experience Mick Lobster? Is it really Mick Lobster? <laughs> yes, it's unbelievable. It is, and it's disgusting. It's like having like a, a hot no, dog No, where did buns. you have this? This is a new. It was in Halifax. In Halifax. No, no, not no, Halifax. No, no. Nova Scotia. Nova, Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Yeah. It's like it's like having like a hot dog buns with a little lettuce, <laughs> and they had like lobster mixed with mayonnaise Mayo. on top of it, and it's it wasn't just even like, crunchy. It was like mushy. Mush- yes. It's you bite it, it just went oh. Lobster and mayonnaise <laughs> is not. How- were you really looking forward to it? Okay, well, here's the deal. We're not, we're, we're not McDonald's guys, okay? But I've seen the sign, the McLobster is back, and I said, man, that we got to do it. And they're like $7 each. So, you know, we got the band, and we got a roadie with us. We went what? We... No, remember McRib? They had McRib? Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, can you describe the bun for McLobster? Is it, it a nice... It, lo- is it like yeah, a... no, it's about maybe... F- Six inches. Is it circular? Or? No, it kind of looks like the. It kind of like, like a McRib bun. It's like a McRib bun. It's the old McRib bun that they have. It's probably the same bun from yeah. their McChicken. Yeah, it's exactly. Oh, no, that, sorry. No, that's, no, Burger that's Burger King. King. No, it's like the McRib bun. Like a hoagie. Oh, but sorry. it was so mushy and yeah. soft. And mayonnaise like and lobster I, I bit is into not it. Good. As a matter of fact, it was such a waste of money. Because uh, when you're on tour, you want to kind of watch every dime, right? Especially when you got five guys that, are, that like to eat. So we go there and we, we wasted like 60 bucks on like these stupid McLobsters. And we, every one of us had like about one bite and it went in the garbage. And it's. 
and, and mayonnaise on lobster. It's like it's like Ew, having a steak sandwich with ketchup on it. It's like so it was like a hundred dollars on McLaughlin. Yeah, it was disgusting. Brutal. What did the locals say about it when you asked them about well, it? Well, I, I didn't see any of them eating it. I think it was just like let's try and hope we can get some tourists to eat this crap. You had to risk wrap. Yeah. <laughs> so when you guys play gigs, how have people heard about the three tards? It's well, you know what? It has a lot to do with internet and has uh, Universal word of mouth. Helped out on the distribution. Not a lot, but what well, distribution? You yes. Are on Universal. yes, yes, yes. Like, where have you seen your CD? Every store across Canada has it. In, in the United States, it is cataloged, but all that's going to change in the next. We're looking at another record deal for the third album, which will be in stores in the United States as well. But it is in stores across Canada, straight out. So that'll people hear about you because you played like a gig. Was it in Newfoundland with that band quote Savage Cabbage? Oh, yeah, that was Cornerbrook. Yeah, they were just some young guys on the band, some local kids, you know. And they went really far to go see you, didn't they? Like, they went to the yeah. kids, and they have to get permission slips from their yes, parents? Yes, they did. Their parents wrote us letters because it was a 19-plus show. We well, wrote us letters. They brought letters saying that they could stay out late. That was amazing. Like, how did they hear about you? Like, how do these people hear about you? Well, you know what? It's a small world now with the internet, you know? Like, look at Vancouver. We've never been here before, and people are very happy to have us. It's great. I, I love we'll it. I find out tonight. Hey, boom. Let's well, hold on. Back. Let me knock on some wood. Touch, touch wood on that. Yeah. And they're happy to hear you right now. Well, hey, listen. Right now on CITR yeah. FM 102, right. Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. How well does Toronto Keith Tard know the three Tards? How well does It's a household name. Like, you've heard of bands, you, you've heard of ACDC. Well, the th- they have nothing on the three tires in Toronto. And this is Toronto. no joke again. Like, again, it's documented the filet mignon. The McLobster is documented. The gig at the Rifleman's Pub isn't really documented. But the gigs at the Cathedral. How many gigs Fox Tart? Okay. How many, or Tart? Tell them the turnout. Well, we, 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 what, we is the, what is the Cathedral? The number one draw in the city of Toronto. No, but closer corner. to the mic. It got a bit... Just, yeah, um, we play the Cathedral a lot. What it, is the Cathedral? The Cathedral is a punk rock venue in Toronto. It's one of the few that are left that's all ages friendly. <coughs> Let's face it, punk rock is very all ages, okay? 19 plus shows, a little bit more tough to draw, even though we sell them out too, but the all ages <laughs> shows we have played, at the Cathedral alone, 15,000 people Yeah, as headliners. Now how many gigs is that? Uh, 40, 40, I think. 40 something. Is that the most? Our average, our av- oh, number, one, number one, locally, yeah. number one. I talked to the owner of the venue, and every time I see him, he's like, oh, when do you guys want to book again? When do you guys want to book again? You've played there 40 times. 40 times. And I'm proud to say that's a, that's our home, you know? How well do you know the place? Oh. I know it inside out. Every uh, The band itself, every bouncer, every staff, the owner, his brothers, you name it, by name. What, hey, what? I, even, I even worked there for a short time. So. Even we have a little bit of the story there about the uh, security guys there. One um, one point they had everybody there had a shirt it says security securitard securitard yeah. we bought the whole staff securitard t-shirts black shirts with big yellow letters now what won them over do you think what do you think won, won well, them over you know what i'll be honest with you what won them over is is our hard work to get people to come to a show, it takes work. Yeah, how do you get people to come to a show? Well, we, we've got a lot of crazy ideas. We got, uh, just last week, we baptized, his Keith was first show with us. We baptized him in over a gallon of blood on stage. So the, is it by telling what you will do? Is that or, That's, that's part, part of it. Of it. But it's also tons of flyers on, on the streets of Toronto. It's the internet. It's all the MySpaces, the Facebooks, which I've been banned three times from. But all this crazy stuff we Why never Why were you stopped. banned from Facebook? What did you do? You can only receive on Facebook a certain amount of messages and give them and send out a certain amount, or they consider you a spammer. They've, ban- they've banned me three times because I received too many messages. How many did you send out, and how many did you receive? I think I, at one time I was getting about 100 to 200 a day. Which is nothing for the three tars, like the MySpace. Well, yeah, but you know what? Still, to ban us, that's stupid, you know. 
unreal. Now, please explain, if you could, Letard, what does John Tard do on stage? What does he look like on stage? <laughs> Gets retired. <laughs> John is... Uh, he- he brings a lot of people, I mean, by, by having the costumes, uh, the way he presents himself in, like, you know, talks, and just, like, just, you have to come and see it tonight. you have, you got to be there to call about this. Because the, the costumes are incredible, aren't they? Yes. John, I, try and, I try and do something interesting, or at least something um, original per show. How many do you own? How many costumes do you own, or do you rent I only them, own, or do you I only them? own one costume, and it's the elephant that I played, we, we have what we call the TSN Turning Point, where we played a show in Toronto. Have you ever been on Off the Record with Michael I, Um Off the Record, no, but I have been on another show. They had a show there called The Man Show, not The Man Show, The uh, Mr. Sh- no, uh, I you've forget been, what it was. You've been on TSN. Yes, TSN I've been on. on Dr. Phil, too? For a few seconds on Dr. Phil and Ed's Night Party with Ed the Sock. What was the Dr. Phil connection? I was actually, Keith Tart, our, our, our drummer, his guitarist in that, uh, his bass player in the antics, I was his negative influence. He went on Dr. Phil having a re- relationship issue. How hard was it to get on Dr. Phil? <laughs> it, well, they sent a camera crew up here, spent a whole day with us. They walked us around, hung out with us, and it was all fabricated. We need you to do this. We need you to do this. Look stupid here. Be angry here. And they did all this stuff with us all day, and then I made it about 10 seconds of the show. But that's great you got on there. I think, you know what? Listen, what I don't, sort of feedback did you get? We got great feedback. But the thing is, like, the way I look at it is I don't drink anymore. I quit drinking last June because I was having some issues. It was just too much. But I quit drinking. But now looking at that footage, I was, I'm drinking beer on it. How many people can say they drank beer on the Dr. Phil show? Not many. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> and you are John Tart from the Three Tarts playing tonight at the Cobalt with Mr. Plow and a whole bunch of other bands, right, Mr. Plow? Word. Who are the other bands playing tonight? Oh, again, uh, the Fight United, Rock Pile, System Shit, fi- uh, Lesbian, Fist Magnet, myself, Mr. Plow, and uh, the fabulous, super, tremendous. Spectacular three tards. And three tards. Now, regarding, John Tard, regarding outfits and stuff, where do you get your outfits? Where do you get your outfits? Because there are many different ones. Because I was just looking at a list here, and this is incredible here. King Leopard Pimp Tard. <laughs> King Leotard. Which one was that King one? Leopard Pimp Tard. Oh, Leopard Pimp Tard. Okay, okay. Leopard. I'm not... <laughs> Jerky McTard. Which was Jerky McTard? Oh, uh, oh, it might have been with the top oh, hat. The, the, uh, oh, yeah. sorry, with the top. I think that was the one with the top hat. I'm not sure though. I can't remember, man. Shark Tard. Oh, I was dressed as a full shark <laughs> fin, and I was looking out the mouth. <laughs> Tard the Impaler. That was the with the misfits. That was a spiky shoulder guy yeah. with the, the 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 big like kiss outfit. Yeah. So when you show up in an outfit, do people think you wear the same one every show? Like, do the people at the cathedral think you're going to wear the same one every no, show? No, I try not to. I try to mix it up. Do the other bands wonder if that's always what you wear? Well, usually the band doesn't know what I'm going to do. Like I never a, tell them. But if people been upset fans, you haven't worn the same thing twice. Like they think that you wear that every gig, like a brand new fan. No. Like, what have you got the best reaction from what outfit? Well, I think you know the best reaction would probably be the, the giant the, penis. Oh, the giant penis. Giant penis. The seven-foot penis. Yeah. That I got rancid. The rancid hung out with me in that stupid costume, and uh, I was on all the radio shows wearing it in Toronto. And Was this before the gig? or what? Yeah, just before. The Beetlejuice show that we did. I did the penis that night. Yeah. Drunk Tard. Which was drunk? Oh, that was just me. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, was, that was back in my issues days. We had a show in Brantford, Ontario, and it was... 
We got there. We had five bands on the bill, including Mr. Plow. He was there for that Came one. Came all the way from, from, from Vancouver for that. Specifically and for five that people paid with six bands on the bill, and he came in from Vancouver for it. And we, and we had all this beer, and we said, you know what? We might as well just drink ourselves into an oblivion. And we did. And then I had an argument with Fox that night because he was talking to me too much. And, he, and I said to him, a famous quote was, are you going to talk? Or are you going to drink? And my answer was drink. <laughs> but anyways, we hit the stage, and we were so drunk. I still got scars on my leg from falling off the stage and all the stupid stuff. Do you still get paid, though? Oh, we get paid. <laughs> you get paid. Yeah. Drunk tart. Now, what the fuck tart you did? What the fuck tart? Oh, oh was that the fur guy? Yeah, that was. That was you know what that was? That was a parrot costume without the parrot head. <laughs> so I was a bird. No, without wings, but I was a parrot with no parrot head. So I said, let's just call it what the fuck tart. I think what people should realize is these are different outfits you've worn to each of your gigs that right. I've been listing down here. Mountie Tard oh, one, Mountie. Mountie Tard one and two, and made other return. Well, there. I, I love the Mountie suit. As a matter of fact, I want to apologize for the, the West Coast tour. I had planned on doing the Mountie for this tour, but you know what? It's such a hot costume, and it's very thick. And it fucking kills me, that costume. So man. where do you get that costume from? There's a costume place in Hespeler, Ontario. And this guy's got all this old, creepy stuff in his basement. <laughs> and I, I don't know how I found him. But he gives me, like, I'll go in there and get a costume, and it's like 10 bucks, 10 bucks. Do you ever have to end up buying them because you wrecked them? Well, what happened was I went in there one day, and he says, oh, I'm just throwing out this elephant costume. And I'm like, whoa, that's our elephant. That was the one that changed everything for us. We did, a, we did a show with the elephant costume, and from that day forward, everything changed. Popularity, everything. And I, I, he said to me, I'm throwing it out. I got a new elephant. And I said, come on, you got to give that one to me. So I own the elephant. Court Jestard. That was a jester with the little bells on the hair, head and the spikes and the stupid pointy shoes. Orange pimp tard? A pimp with the big pimp hat. Old Greenbeard. Old Oh, when I used to I used to spray paint my beard green. Purple pimp tard. Same as orange pimp tard but purple. I like this one, spiky jacket punk. Oh, that was that. Oh, that was when we went to. I, I dressed like a like a hardcore punk rocker with the spiky jacket and the spiky pants and all the spiky shit. And what was that like? Like, it, what, it was, what sort of bands? It's were you hot and spiky shit. Because I think and the, cold in the winter. El, the elephant one, elephant. Yeah, elephant Titus. Yogi swear. Yeah. That was with Dayglo abortions and Mr. Plow. That I did. Was the first time I ever saw. I it. did a seven and a half foot Yogi Bear costume. Turf tard. It was. I was dressed as grass. That was astroturf. Yep. Chicken shit. That was a big, bur- a big <laughs> giant bird with a. T- I'm actually I'm quite embarrassed about that one because I had tight red leotard pants <laughs> and I got the, the skinniest legs. Supercock, and that was. Oh, that was a good one. That was the one with Francis. Yeah, no, that no, that was another penis costume. But Supercock <laughs> was too. me dressed as Superman, and I had like a 15-inch penis under my tight pants. Kind of guar sort of thing. Oh yeah. Slut. <laughs> Slut. Oh, slut was a Peterborough show. I dressed like a girl, but and then, I knew this was going to happen. But when we played, the girl, everyone ripped my dress off. John Simmons. That was uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss, but I did John Simmons full. Sam Elvis. Elvis. Gladiator tard. That was uh, the full leather gladiator uniform. Michael Bolton fan club. Yeah. The whole band had Michael Bolton shirts on. So the whole band participated in that one. They do. They do that sometimes. So occasionally you let them know ahead of time what it might be? Or you just give them the stuff to wear? Oh, that one we planned ahead. But we've done like Michael Bolton fan club, um, Ricky Martin fan club, Hanson. Hanson fan club. We've done a few of them. Have you guys ever refused to wear anything? Um, no, No, everyone's cool. Santa Manson. That was a, a full Santa outfit with the Santa, with the Manson hair. 
Uncle Slam. That was Uncle Sam. Old school Indian. That was the uh, the Indian from the village people. And that is pretty much the entire rundown that's Jesus on Christ. I have list. Oh, oh yeah, I did Jesus, Jesus too. a couple of times. I do a great Jesus. So we every do. three tarts gig, there's something. I try, happening. yeah, I and try. There might be- but the one thing I don't do, Nardwar, and one thing that I do not do is I try not to wear stuff on my head anymore. Like you know, like big elephant heads and shit. It kills me, man. I can't breathe. After about twenty minutes of jumping around, I feel like I'm gonna die. Have you fallen over ever? With- oh yeah, many times. With yeah. that, man. Well, I got some what about the crowd? How much did they rip stuff off? Tons. I lost, uh, we, we did a show in uh, Oshawa where I dressed like a cow, and they ripped off the tail and the ears and all this crazy but shit. Could, in what way? When you went in a crowd, or did they just kind no, of... No, they reach out and grab stuff. They start collecting off me. <laughs> and you are the three? Uh, the three tards. tards. I noticed also you played quite a few gigs with Full Clip Orchestra. Yeah, they're another Toronto band. Seven times. Seven times. Or something yeah. like that. The, who are like Full Clip Orchestra? The they're Mur- a tra- local Toronto band that, um, you know what, they just work hard and they play very well and they're a good band and they're fun guys to be with. The Murder Squad? Murder Squad is another Toronto band that they actually really helped us coming up uh, when we were starting out getting us gigs and... Really good guys. How about with Career Suicide or Fucked Up? Have you done any gigs with them and all the gigs you guys have done? You know what? I'll be totally honest with you. I've talked to Career Suicide many times. I've talked to Fucked Up many times about putting together shows. Every single time we talk to them about putting shows together, they say, yeah, 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 let's do it, let's do it. And it never happened, so I've given up. Nash the Slash and DOA. You played with them, right? Yes. Well, DOA a couple times, and I saw a DOA last night. I was, t- was, was shithead last night in, in Vancouver, which was great. But uh, yeah, Nash the Slash was a last minute kind of add on. Was he all dressed up as yes, the Slash? Yes, full outfit. I was so happy. How did you guys get the Slash? Fox Tard? Oh, well, that was, that was DOA, actually. Uh, yeah, shithead just called and said, I got Nash the Slash. Can you play? How, how, how can you can argue? Say no. You can't say no to Nash There was Slash. a bonus to, to their set. What was the reaction to Nash to Slash? Well, we had an all-ages crowd that was... We had about 500 people for that show, and uh, they didn't know what to take of them, but they loved them, you know? How about the subhumans? You played with the wrong subhumans. We played with the British the subhumans. The wrong subhumans. I want to play with the, uh, the Canadian subhumans. It just never happens. Hopefully that'll come true. I would love to. What was the reaction? What did the British subhumans think of you guys? Well, like, you know, they're very have political. Have refused to play with you? Like, no, we're not going to play with that band because they're worrying this. Or do you, no, like, but well, the misfits. Point, the, well, the misfits are great guys. Like, at what point does the costume come on? They don't know the costume's coming, right? Okay, the misfits, not attitude, but a little bit of concern. The first time we played with them, we had 750 people in the venue, and the misfits crowd is very dark, very gloomy, a uh, lot of dark, God. and. We were backstage and putting on our village people costumes. <laughs> I was the Indian. We had Foxhard was Leatherman. We had the cowboy and the sailor. And Jerry only walked out and he said, you guys aren't going out wearing that, are you? And I looked at him. I said, yeah. He looked at me and he said, you're going to get killed. <laughs> and I said, we'll survive. We hit the stage in front of 750 people, a lot of which were our fans. But we hit the stage and about three songs in, there was still nothing. And I'm like, we are going to get killed. <laughs> and then about four in, boom, the crowd exploded, and it was great. Did they rip off the village people outfits you were wearing? No, they left us alone that night, because with the Misfits stage show, we kind of so didn't have much room to so work much with. So security as well. Yeah. So you play with a lot of reunited bands, don't you? Or old school bands. For, forgotten Rebels, many times. Like, what's your favorite reunion? Litard, do you have any favorite reunion band that you've played with? Um, like, or one that was kind I of think interesting? I like pretty much, like... Every one of them, I think, will play with. Like, if they play like, with us, we I, love I really them. I like the, the subhuman from uh, England. England. <laughs> How about the Dickies? The teeth they story. They were great guys. What's the teeth story? Always. Oh, oh uh, Stan or Leonard? Who's the, uh, the, the, the guitarist? <clears throat> Leonard, I think. Anyways, I think his name's Leonard. After the show, um, 
our guitarist was upset because on stage, we always have a lot of people on stage. It's get, sometimes it gets crazy. But his, his Marshall stack got knocked over while he was playing the last song of our set. And he was pissed off. You know, he's got tube amp. It's expensive equipment. It all got knocked over while we were playing. And we was backstage pretty concerned about that. And the, right after the Dickies were done, Leonard was standing there and he goes, you think that sucks? I left for tour and I left my fucking teeth at home. He goes, I have to do an entire tour with no teeth. How did it sound, though? And it was like, you know what? That's so, that is worse. <laughs> but how did it sound, though? I thought it sounded... I thought the Dickies were amazing. Did he have his hand in his ear? Because he always... Did. Yes, he did. He, the, the singer, Stan. Yeah. No, sorry. Stan's or, the guitarist. Leonard's like, a singer. The, the, Leonard's a singer. He's he puts his finger years, in his ear because he has an eardrum issue. He can't a, hear right. It's awesome, though, because he's done that for years. Kind of like And this. an amazing voice. Very, very... Nobody sounds like him. Nobody. And we're going to end in our Word of Human Serviette radio show here today, right before we kick into Weird Al. You guys are a fan of Weird Al. Right? Love him. Love him. Have yes. you seen Weird Al? Look, have any of you guys seen Weird Al? I've never seen him. Just, I, I, just Mr. Plow is the only person. I'd love to. Boy, but I'd love to. We're going to end here with Three Tarded. That's our anthem. <laughs> that's it. And that is off the Greatest Hits Volume 2, where you're wearing the AstroTurf. And that's our first album. That's the your gr- first album. The Greatest Hits Volume 2. Um, anything else? <laughs> and you're playing tonight at the Cobalt with Mr. Plow. Uh, anything else you want to add to the people out there at all, Three Tards? Well, I'd like to just add that, you know what, we hope to see as many of you out as possible. Uh, and I want to thank Mr. Plow for doing a ton of work to help put this together for us. Without him, the tour wouldn't have happened. We're huge fans, and we love him more than a friend, and we want to have sex with him. <laughs> it's great that you apologize but before. I don't. <laughs> Why should people care about the Three Tards? Why should people care? We're really nice guys. I think we are nice guys. And you spell three tards how? Uh, three T-A-R-D-S. All right, Mr. Plow? I, I think people should come see the three tards because it's the only reason I like to go to Toronto, and I finally brought them out to Vancouver to show Vancouver what a real punk And Whistler, be. too, right? And Whistler and, and the, Victoria. And the three tards are kind of conniving, aren't they, Mr. Plow? Conniving? Well, there was, a day, there was a day off, wasn't there? Nick? Oh, yes. This is to show how three-tarded the three tards are. I booked a day off so that we could, you know, have a nice relaxing day and a half to get to Edmonton, and the three tards decided no we're gonna book a show in red deer so we have to leave whistler right after the show and drive 12 and a half hours thank you three tards <laughs> thank you thank three you. tards did you, you say we have to drive mr Plot. i mean i guess i guess i have to drive I, i'm the only one that's probably gonna make it to the show there nardwire well thanks so much three tards keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 three tard <laughs>
that's all be. Tweetar it, tweetar it, tweetar it. I wanna be. Tweetar it, he wants to be. Tweetar it, that's all be. Tweetar it, tweetar it, tweetar it. I wanna be. Tweetar it, he wants to be. Tweetar it, that's all be. Tweetar it, tweetar it, tweetar it. Blah 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 you you know a lot of people think i'm kenny g but i'm not i don't play the saxophone well uh i'm uh al yankovic but you can call me al yankovic weird al welcome to richmond british columbia canada thank you very very much weird al i have a quote here from hunter s thompson good is he does he say something pithy and unique this is what Hunter S. Thompson says, and he says, he say? When the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. And I certainly did, didn't I? That's what I was wondering about. What about mainstreaming of weird? Weird, look, how do you become weird these days? You have to take, a, it's, it used to be a four-year course, now it's a five-year course to get accredited. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work, and I don't recommend it for the timid or the meek. Where does weird go, though? Like, where can weird go these days? Where can you take weird? You know, uh, weird can, you know, has been assimilated into our society. You could be uh, a, a weird uh, belly dancer or a weird CEO, president of a multinational company. Conglomeration. So I really, you know, weird is all over the place these days. Well, do you feel a bit jealous at all, Weird Al? Because Justin Timberlake, with his dick in a box routine, that won an Emmy. As well it should have. <laughs> it should have. But that means, like, weird going mainstream. Totally mainstream. He's scooping you, Weird Al. Well, I don't look at it as scooping me. I look at it as me laying the groundwork so Justin Timberlake can have his moment in the sun. So, like, the weirdness is out there. It is. More than ever. More than ever. You know, I, I was the, the pioneer, just, like, the, the, the foundation, laying the foundation, as it were, for, for, for the rest of our weird society. Now, when you think of weird society, you think of UFOs. Are you into the UFOs? It depends what you mean by UFO. What do you define a UFO? Uh, uh, well, you mean like, you know, something from Plan 9 from Outer Space? with yeah, like The classic a Roswell, Stanton oh, T. Friedman. Oh, oh, yes, yes, indeed. Well, I certainly believe they are unidentified. So, and they appear to be flying objects, so I think they probably are unidentified flying objects. Because Weird Al, UFO guys now are so struck by this weirdness in society that they've left UFO studies. They're struck Yes, they have. My goodness. UFO guys now are mountain biking in Afghanistan. That's crazy. I've always wanted to do that. Because, like, they gave up. They gave up the UFOs because it's not weird anymore to do the UFOs. i got to get myself a mountain bike. What, what am I thinking? Weird Al, have you interacted with any weird people at all? Not so far in my life, but I'm looking forward to it. If you know any weird people, you know, give them my uh, email address. Well, this is what I was wondering about. This particular weird person, Blowfly. Are Blowfly? you from? What can you I tell? I to shave his uncle. What can you tell the people about Blowfly? He is on Weird World Record. Uh-huh. I, I, I've, uh, I haven't heard a lot of Blowfly's material, but I've heard him described as an X-rated Weird Al Yankovic. Which I was wondering about. Would you ever do any weird parodies? Would you ever do any weird X-rated parodies? Or have you done them Weird Al? But, but then people would confuse me with Blowfly. And, you know, we, we get confused on the street all the time. You know, a lot of times I'd be walking down the street and people go, Hey, Blowfly! And I go, No, no, no. Blowfly looks like this. I, I bring this album cover along with me so I can show the difference. This is me. This is Blowfly. And this is Blowfly's friend. 
They do have some similarities. They do. Al and Blowfly do Blowfly. have some similarities, don't they, Al? Yes, less than a syllable apart. Well, the similarities, for instance, Blowfly takes a song sitting on the dock of the... Bay? And turns it into shitting on the... Dock? Of the... Bay? He got in big trouble from Otis Wedding's Rife, but then, believe it or not, you know what happened? Well, what happened to Otis Wedding's Rife? Well, Blowfly was able to show a picture of him and Otis Redding together, and everything was, you know, okay. You can do anything with Photoshop these days. So I guess what I was wondering, Weird Al, what pictures do you carry with you in case somebody gets mad about the songs you're covering, and you can like, look, we're friends! I don't carry them with me. That would be too easy. I got the Polaroids on a vault, my friend. Weird Al, Blowfly has a message for you. I contacted Blowfly, and he has a message for you. Let's hear it right now. This is Blowfly's message, Weird Al. Al, would you do a split single with us and finally unite? the two weird parody artists. He did not say that. Yes, he did. Give me, let me see that. He did, right there, right there. I contacted You're Blowfly. You're right. You're right. I contacted Blowfly. So would you like to address Blowfly at all? Blowfly, have your peeps talk to my peeps. We'll do lunch. And weird artists will come together. We, we, it could happen. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Now, Weird Al, are you familiar with journals at all? Yes. I've seen journals like this. They have a lot of paper in them. Now, this particular journal belongs to whose journals is this? It looks, it looks like Kurt Cobain's journals. Kurt Cobain's journals. And if you could open up to the anointed page there, please, Weird Al. This is Kurt Cobain's private journals. Wow. Where, where did you get this? I got it at a bookstore. It's for sale. Everything's for sale. Wow. Now, if we could open up oh, Kurt Cobain's Kurt, journals there, Weird Al. Post-it note. To the post-it note. What do we see in there? I've indicated some things at the bottom. There's two things I'd like you to read there at the bottom, Weird Al. It says, oh. It, the first thing says. It says, it says uh, this is according to Kurt Cobain here. It says, Eric Clapton plays second. Second-rate dusty blues licks, and under that it says Weird Al Yankovic is America's modern pop rock genius. What? You made it into his journals, oh, Weird Al. Oh, that's pretty cool. His private journals, and I was perusing. I found out about Weird Al Yankovic wow. little tidbits right wow. here. Oh, Eric Clapton in your face! I have to top of the page. Weird Al, right there. Oh yeah, look at that. It says Weird Al right there on the page. At the top. That's pretty cool. So you really didn't have too much interaction with Kurt Cobain, did you? Uh, I, I talked to him on the phone, and I, I, I hung out with him at a restaurant for about 35 seconds. And I, I, the, what restaurant, by the way? It was uh, somewhere on Fairfax Avenue in Los Angeles, one of those c- cool restaurants. It's so hip, it doesn't even have a name out front. Then he was there with a bunch of people, and uh, I, I saw he was eating dinner there, so I didn't want to bother him, but I walked over and said, hey, Curtis, you know, Al Yankovic, and thank you for letting me do Smells Like Nirvana. And, uh, you know, it, it meant a lot to me, and I, I'll, you know, I'll do anything you want me to do to show my appreciation and he basically said just polish my fingernails and i did i just polished the fingernails of the table and he was very happy but now you actually have proof there in the I nirvana journal i had they're right here because actual journals so if people buy this money will go to oh look it says reward if found you can, hey there you go <laughs> we're all gonna make money cool because we're enriched yes we're enriched i'm gonna put this down here with the blowfly album there we go. Oh, Weird Al, here we are in Richmond, British Columbia, Canada. Are you f- sure it's not Vancouver? It sure feels like Vancouver. It is Richmond. Okay, fine. Not Burnaby, home of Michael J. Fox. Mm-mm. Now, a few years ago, I interviewed Chameleonaire. You did? The rapper Chameleonaire. I remember him. Yeah, you're a good buddy. Yeah. Now, he was wearing a hat during the interview. As are you. As am I. And I asked him if his hat was bulletproof, and he denied it. <laughs> Chameleonaire denied his hat was bulletproof. You should never admit to something like that, because if somebody told me, like, if you told me your hat was bulletproof, I'd put a cap in you right now just to check it out. So in your interactions with Chameleonaire, did you find out if he had a bulletproof hat? And do you have a bulletproof hat? 
Yeah, that never came up uh, in discussion. Uh, we, we got to co-present at the American Music Awards. and uh, Was he wearing a hat? He wasn't wearing a hat, but if he had been wearing a hat, that would be the, my first question, obviously. Have you ever had a bulletproof hat? Would you ever consider that? Have you ever seen any bulletproof stuff? Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen a bulletproof hat. What, is it, what does it look like? Well, I guess the one that 50 Cent wears. Is that really a bulletproof hat? I think hat? he has a bulletproof hat. They all have bulletproof hats. So maybe it's Lloyd Banks wears that. Hey. Are you down with the G unit? I am down with a G unit, G. Weird Al Yankovic, opening acts. I've looked at the opening acts you've had on some of your tours, and some of them have been pretty interesting. For instance, I saw build Weird Al, comma, Chainsaw Carving. Yeah, I think that was on this tour. You know, we, we play... Uh, in a, Utah. You know, we play an occasional state fair, so it's like we'll be built next to the Chainsaw Carvers. Like, you know, Weird Al and Tractor Pull. Have there been any other things? Like, have you played with puppet shows? What have you played with over the years? Who opens for Weird Al? Uh, Does anybody open for Weird Al and cover Weird Al before Weird Al can come up on stage? We, we used to have all sorts of opening acts. Uh, for this tour, it's, it's an evening with, with Al because the show's almost two and a half hours long. Except the Chainsaw Carving. Except, you know, that, that was on a whole different stage, you know. Uh, but there's only so much weirdness that uh, people can take in any given finite amount of time. So, you know, we figure that that's enough for, for now. Weird Al, I was asking you about Blowfly, and you know, you, people don't want to get confused between you and Blowfly, but isn't there an entire website out there called, like, Not Al Songs? Like, people get confused. Every parody song is not written by you. Or is it, Al? Well, <laughs> you want to take credit for that. Yeah, I know. The tr- truth is, it's not. Like, I've been around so long that anytime people hear, yeah, hears a parody song, they go, oh, must be Weird Al Yankovic. And so I get credit for a lot of uh, the, the, the songs on those peer-to-peer file-sharing sites. Now, uh, what particular ones have you been impressed by, the songs you've taken credit for, which really maybe you shouldn't take credit for the people yell from the audience oh uh, you know who, who does bob rivers and uh, mark davis uh, there's a few people out there that actually do really quality stuff and and uh, you know if, it, if it's good sure i'll take credit for it but but 98 of the stuff out there that's got my name on it that isn't really by me isn't really so good you know what i mean you do know what i mean don't you i do weird al thank you for your time i do appreciate it no no now, thank you now winding up here who is and who are the harry fox agency uh, harry fox agency would be an agency where in uh, songs would be cleared. So if you need to clear a song for a cover version, you just you just call up Harry and go, Harry, come on, work with me here, work with me, Harry, Harry! After all these years, do you get a good deal with Harry? You know, Harry and I, we're sort of like this. Eastside! Weird Al, pirates are big these days, aren't they? Pirates are big. They're huge. What They're large. Of, what sort of pirates are you integrating into your act, Weird Al? Um... You know, I, it, it's sort of a subliminal pirates. I don't want to be too uh, obvious or, or overt about my inclusion of pirates in the live show. So, in fact, we offer a cash reward to somebody who can spot the pirate. I was wondering, a concertina. What is a concertina? And would you ever integrate a concertina into your act? I'm calling your act. Are you insulted by that, Weird Al? I, I am, but please continue to do so. Uh, a concertina is similar to an accordion, although uh, most concertinas have buttons on both sides. I only usually, usually play buttons on the left side and play the keyboard on the right side. But with a concertina, it would be buttons on both sides. And that would be... Did I spit on you? I'm so sorry. Very sorry. No, he didn't. I was going to say that's very piratish. Pirates loved the I concertina, didn't they? No, they, they did. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm more apt to incorporate a parrot uh, into my act than a concertina because a concertina that's just it's too many buttons too many buttons my friend weirdo who's your favorite polka artist these days i was hoping you might say walter Ostenek from from uh, canada from canada <laughs> <laughs> yes he would be my favorite he's won lots of grammys hasn't he Tons. And you've won some grammys i have and you've made some people mad by winning grammys haven't you weirdo 
Yes. For instance, you beat comedian David Cross. You beat him out. Did, was he up for a polka Grammy? No, he was up for a comedy Grammy. And is he mad now? Well, he might be. And I'm going to be interviewing him shortly. And I was wondering, could you give a little message to David Cross to say, sorry, I beat you for the Grammy? Yes, David, uh, I'm a big fan. And you know I am. And, and, and we're, we're, we're close friends. And I'm, I'm just very sorry that, that you didn't win the Grammy a couple years ago. And, and you, you really should have because I suck. I'm sorry, David. I'm sorry. Sorry, Al, I didn't mean to bring this incident up. <laughs> Why did I have to win that Grammy? Why? 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 David hates me now. You've been on panels with him since, so. Really? Yeah, I thought you did some panel with him a little while back. Look, have you judged stuff? You're a oh. judge for a lot of stuff, oh, aren't you? You know, I think we, we, yeah, we're judging some song contest together, but we haven't done it yet. So we're on a we're on a theoretical panel together. So we'll see if he comes up to you now. It's a virtual panel. And you are weird. Al Yanko. The- now, Weird Al, you wouldn't be a Weird Al without Dr. Demento in some ways, right? Dr. Demento is why you're here today. In some ways, uh, yeah, you could probably say that if, if Dr. Demento never existed, I would be living in an alternate reality. From the guy who brought you fish heads, he brings you Weird Al. There what you can go. you tell me about the fish? Who else has Dr. Demento brought to the world? You, Weird Al. Uh, and tell about the fish head. What about the fish head? The fish heads, Barnes and Barnes. Uh, Art Barnes and Artie Barnes. And actually, uh, Art Barnes, a.k.a. Bill Moomy, is uh, the guy, a little Will Robinson on Lost in Space, and he's the guy that introduced me to my wife. So everything's interconnected. The fabric of reality, it's, it blows my mind. When you're on the Tom Snyder show, your drummer is the same drummer you have today, right? It is, and I should point out that today, I don't know when this is airing, but today, this very day, September 14th, 2007, I was almost in the 20th century again, uh, September 14th, 2007, this, today, is the 27th anniversary of me meeting John Bermuda Schwartz, my drummer. It's amazing looking at footage of him. What is he playing on the Tom Snyder show? It's like he's doing all these weird noises and pounding on something. What is that? What did you do back then? That was my accordion case, my friend. He was on the floor, on his knees, banging on my accordion case, uh, uh, squeaking bulb horns, blowing into siren whistles and duck calls, and just being really silly. I had no idea he was going to do that. He made, made a real fool out of himself. Lastly here, Weird Al, record covers. In the United States of America and Canada, you can choose your record covers, can't you? More or less, yes. I heard that in other territories, other people choose your record covers. Is that true? Uh, perhaps in some. Are you thinking of anything in particular? No, I mean, when you've seen your records from other countries, do they have different covers than you intended? Oh, I think, like, in, in Japan, I've... over. Oh, in Japan, uh, yeah, sometimes I, I, uh, when I go over there and I see my record albums, I do this. I go, what? Or, huh? Sort of like that. You mentioned Kenny G right off the top of the interview. Would you consider him replacing Michael Richards in UHF Part 2 to sequel? You know, I, I, I've got to call into Kenny G as we speak, and, and you know, uh, we'll see if the, the long-standing feud has cooled down and see if he's willing to take over the role of Stanley Spadowski. UHF, where, if you notice, we have this little poster up here to Fabulous Poodles. Are there not poodles in UHF? There are poodles in UHF, uh, they, they, poodles that can fly or, or, or attempt to fly. Or get thrown off Sundex. That, or that, yes. That's what we brought this here for you today. Thank Think you. Pink, the fabulous poodle. Very nice. There are quite a few. Will there be any poodles tonight at the gig, Weird Al? Uh, the, 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 the pirates are holding poodles under their arms. So look for those as well. With the concertina. Yes. Well, thanks so much, Weird Al. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Yes. Why should people care about Weird Al Yankovic? I don't know. Because I floss regularly, and I think dental hygiene is very important. Well, thanks.
Thanks much, Weird Al. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 almost do 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 Go ahead, y'all. The bay, watching my great big turds float away, shooting off that dock of the bay, making a big stain. Listen, I ate some black eyed peas, Georgia. Oh, and they making me feel so sad. Yeah. Every time I have to use the bathroom, it hurts my ears so bad, so bad. So I'm shitting off the dock of the bay, just watching my tears float away. I'm shitting off the dock of the bay, just wasting, wasting. show, okay? Next, we're going to do a thing by a young man that ain't been on the scene in quite a while. Mr. Major Lance. going to do a little thing that was written by Mr. Chris Mayfield and Impressions. They call it mm 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 We call it the fart song. Two, 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 two. Go something like this.
is a live presentation of CITR News. CITR 101.9 FM presents News 101, Vancouver's volunteer-produced student and community newscast. Now here.